we are back and welcome to season two of the cruise cast. Welcome back to the cruise cast. We're back for another season to discuss all things crusaders and hopefully bring our listeners up to date with all of the goings on inside the dressing room, the upcoming games, and we hope to have some very special guests along the way. We're back recording on Thursday the 11th of August, just a few days away from the first game of the new season, and what better way to kick us off this first episode with the same guest that did so last year, Ben Kennedy, Paul Heatley, and Josh Robinson. Thank you very much indeed for joining us tonight again, boys. How are we all? Good, good. Good, good. Yeah, very well, thank you. Very good, well. good. Let's begin by talking about the end of season, the summer break, before we get into the, the football matters, but anybody doing anything nice over the summer and the nice holidays? <laughs> yeah, I had a few holidays, yeah, I just enjoyed time, time off, obviously nice to have time off, obviously, after um, a long season. It was short but sweet, but yeah, I had a nice, nice holiday, and obviously it's good to be back at it, and excited for Saturday, yeah. Josh, what was that first training session like back pre-season? Obviously, the European games to look forward to. What was it like? What was the intensity like? Yeah, it was good. Uh, Spurs, he took us for a good running session. But um, it was needed. The boys are fit this year after a good European sessions um, game. So, good pre-season. Uh, can't wait to get the season started. Paul, how excited are you to get going on Saturday in that first league game back to normality? Yeah, we bet. Uh, boys always... It's a bit of a catch-22 at times. We're always wanting for the season day and at times to get a bit of a break, but uh, once it's finished, we're all busting our chops to get back at it. <laughs> what did a break look like for you then, or was there much break, or was it just working? To be honest, I think the boys get about five weeks to do, so you know, it's, we all still have our work to go to and families to deal with and kids to entertain, and it goes by very, very quickly, and obviously with everything going on at the minute, we'll stay at the airport, so I think... A lot of boys, including myself, just didn't take that risk, especially with children. So we stayed at home and made the best of the Belfast weather, <laughs> whichever that was. But yeah, looking forward to getting back in, into the flow of things with the first game coming up. I'm sure we're well focused, each, each of us, and we'll all have our own personal targets to achieve throughout the season, and it all starts starts on Saturday. When we met, I think it was December, when we done the first ever podcast, I had the luxury of having you three here, which was still now and again, I go and listen to that just for a giggle because it, <laughs> it was very funny. But it was one the, of the best, things, it was the best. Was the best. I agree. I disagreed. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good, yeah. I listened to most of them, to be fair. I thought they were all good. It was all, all nice to hear everyone's, you know, where they've been. And Has the fans enjoyed it? Well, I hope so. I hope so. All <laughs> the players so. enjoyed it. But. One of the things, Josh, that, that came up at, at the first episode that we done with, with you on it, and we talked a wee bit about the, you know, about you signing and coming back to the club, and you were, I guess, pretty stern in your feelings going into, the, going into, that, going into that season and what we were going to achieve. Let me just uh, silence the other two up, and I've got your back here, mate, but that season was the second best clean sheet tally of the Stephen Baxter reign, so I guess what you said, and, and even when you think about the season, you know, a fourth place finish, an Irish Cup win, it was a successful season, and, and the defensive record in particular, I know the boys talked about it last year, there was an area that we needed to stop conceding goals, but you must be pleased with how that first season back went. Yeah, very pleased, yes. Ben from the front. <laughs> I was going to say it. Absolutely, Ben. I was going to say it, there's no harder, our forward line worker, our knackers off, Paul Hitty, extremely, up and down, and Ross Clark can't say anything about <laughs> No, but um, yeah, I was very delighted. The team worked hard um, defensively and attacking together. 
Um, now we just have to try and score more goals and hopefully push up higher on the table. And that's our goal this year has to be. Um, so it's, that's definitely mine. Um, we were unlucky in a few games, I would say. Um, with COVID hit us, we lost to Carrick. I think if we didn't have them hiccups, yeah. we would definitely before, before the top, before the, the split, we would have been in for a chance, and that's a disappointing thing. So hopefully, that's we bit better next year. Just on the defensive record, I think it was 20 clean sheets in total last season, and, and, and I think the boys are, are spot on in terms of defending from the front. But Ben, that's obviously a thing that is drilled in in these training sessions. Paul, we, we, we've, we've seen it, and mm. in particular the European games, where it's probably more obvious that you have to do that. But how important was that work from all 11 and the subs coming on? Yeah, obviously we have to, as you said about all the defenders, the attackers, but we've got to give obviously credit to Tuffers as well. Tuffers was brilliant last year and he was one of our best players last year to be fair to him. And, but yeah, it's 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 something that I, I think we, we worked on it big last year and we always kept our shape when we needed to sit in, we sat in. And obviously it's important because I, thought, I felt last year I thought we were hard to beat. We were hard yeah. to beat, and as I say, we've got players in our team that will we will always get a chance at the same time. But it's getting a chance, but we've got to start, like Josh said, maybe scoring more goals. And but yeah, as I say, we work as a team, we attack as a team, we defend as a team, and we're we're, we're all as one. But yeah, hopefully we can just defend as we did last year, and hopefully just create more chances, score more goals. You finished the you finished Ben the the season on fifteen goals. 13 assists, that was top on, on both areas of that. I know that was that was probably something that allowed you to clean up at the end of the season yeah. <laughs> awards there. You and Tom have plenty of, plenty of trophies yeah. and prizes, but do you set yourself targets going into this new season? And, and given the return on those numbers, given the position that you play, you know, you're not genuinely a number nine and playing in the pocket and even out wide at times? Yeah, I play everywhere. Um, but um, no, I don't, I, me personally, I don't like setting myself targets. I don't like putting pressure on too much pressure on myself, that's when I feel I go a bit astray, but I like to just take a game at a time and when the goals come, they come, and when the, when I create goals, they, I, they just come as one, but as I said, I don't like setting too many targets, I don't like pressure, but as a team, like Josh said, I think we need to climb the table. I think if you look, I know it's Basel and stuff, but you look at their performance, Basel, Linfield recently, have all been top, top performances, and I said it'll be an exciting season, and I think a lot of teams have strengthened as well, so it'll be... One we need to be ready for, but we're, we're definitely good enough to go one more this year, definitely. Paul, 412 appearances now, 190 goals scored for the club, and then obviously going into another new season for you. But I asked the manager this at the weekend after the, the Linfield game, but is there, or was there a particular at the end of the season, this level of maybe more togetherness or maturity maybe in the team that we've seen some of the results clicking, and is the team now being together an extra year a big advantage? I think it certainly helped. I mean, um, yeah, come back maybe three, three, four years ago, we lost a wee bit of togetherness, and I think everybody involved that's still here will admit that. Um, whether that was down to you know season ending early with COVID, everything going on, restrictions, limitations in attendance the following year, it's every club reacts differently, every player responds yeah. differently. So, yeah, we lost a wee bit of that uh, togetherness, but over the last I think probably twelve, eighteen months, we've we've really pulled it together and. I think the boys genuinely enjoy each other's company, apart from Josh. Um, <laughs> <I'm only laughs> he's he's a new fame man, and I'm oh. going to... Let's go on to that, oh Ben, because God. one of the things... There's war, oh, there's, there's war, war oh, I know. So I heard, I heard on the way over, when I got here early tonight, there was... I'll not 
tell you who told me, but they, <laughs> they realised that Josh was on the podcast and they said you need to talk about fines. So I didn't want to know at that time because I thought I'd leave it up to Paul and Ben to explain exactly this whole fine situation. Do you know what? The fine man doesn't even pay, but he hasn't even paid a penny. He is an absolute joke. So what's the story? What's happened? So Josh and Robbie <laughs> deal with fines. They're the fine committee there. They're the fine committee. Um, now the most recent the wrong one, man for the job. The most say? recent list of fines put in was twenty pounds. You know, oh. Daniel number twenty, Charlie O'Rourke. <laughs> bring a set 20. of cakes on your birthday. Usually your birthday you get given cakes, but you have to bring a set of cakes. You don't bring a set of cakes, you get you have to give the fine twenty quid. <laughs> Sorry, wait there. Let's back this up a bit. So it's your. So let's use you as an example, Ben. So it's your birthday. Yep. You have to bring in cakes for the other lads. Or you're fine. And not receive quid. a cake. Or you're fine. Twenty quid. Josh, is this one of your? But Josh never this... told us about this. But but for <laughs> so example, everybody's been fine. Some, someone bought in the other me. week a three pound three pound box of chocolates, and that was acceptable. But if they didn't bring a three pound box of chocolates, it was twenty quid fine. So you just go to the shop on your way in. Ah, uh, you lift well, something. On the twenty quid and you're in profit. Yes, yeah. you're, yes, you're in profit. But the yeah. best thing. Oh that, yeah. <laughs> the best <laughs> thing about that was the most recent list. Everyone was in double figures. It said beside Josh's name, fifty p, fifty p, and the man's been should have been fined at least nah, forty quid over the last two. Balls just enter up there as well. My I did hear a rumor also tonight. Josh may have been late on Monday as well. He's been late, late Monday. <laughs> tonight, tonight he left a dirty strapping on the floor oh, and he left his Crocs. He left his Crocs. Benji, were you buzzing? Were you buzzing? I didn't say anything. Listen, we won't see the first week. This week he's had about 40 It is. It goes weekly. I've changed a few things and it has been. It has been badly. But you know what? How did Robbie and Josh get these very important positions? It must have been a night out in Basel or something. I don't know. Well, it was the end of last year. I've been trying to think. I mean, really just went, who wants to take it next year? And then obviously, Josh. Benji stood up and says, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was on the panel, but oh, yeah. I think I've made the right choice to <laughs> step take away. A step away yeah. My first week, I got 70, fine 70 pounds, you know. And, and he paid 50p. Mm. No, it's very good. Um, I think the boys are in line now, would I say? <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> no, uh no, it's a good bit of crack, and I don't mind it. I love the banter, and is I always it, stick it. Is it worth asking on podcast like this, going out to everybody where the money goes? <laughs> what? How no, it's, it's all reinvested into nice Let's go, Hydro. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Benji's given me absolute grief, but I mentioned let's go, Hydro for a night like a wee get together, good bonding, but. Benji just wants. No, he just wants. He, 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 he was there yesterday with his wee boy. That's why he he's a party boy. He's a he's a party boy. The, the team like so. <laughs> oh, he's sorry. He's back. He's back with the misses. So you know. He's actually into that. He is out. No way. He's going. Yeah, Josh is still grafting to get his back. Let's get back to the... No, no, Benji's... Benji's, uh... 
crying about the fans because he's out every night with his missus, Gal Gorm and all that. Why is he trying to get one back? I mean, I'm just ruined. Right, I didn't realize, I didn't realize the, fine, the fine topic was going to bring up oh, such, a, such a can of worms. Let's move on to more happier oh, times. Right, that's me then, away. Is, is that going to be said in the podcast? Let's move no. on to more happier times. Oh, yeah. We'll discuss the Irish Cup win. That's a good place to start. Is the Irish Cup win. It's quite fresh in the minds, given it was only a matter of months ago. Let's talk about that whole day, first and foremost. Josh didn't start that game, but had a major impact when you when you come on. What's the what's the thought process when firstly when you know that you're not going to be playing? I know you were carrying an injury prior to that. Um, I was fine. I I was it was all for the boys. Like, and that's one thing I get. I'm always trying to be positive around that change room and give a good input. And I knew it would probably take play a part. Um. And it was perfect how it played out for me, but when people say it's the best day of my life, it's a wee bit cringy, but that was probably one of my best days of my career so far to date, and it was getting my daughter on the pitch and seeing all the, all the players getting their families on the pitch. It was just What's class. the emotion like on that? Because I, I know sitting in the stands and being a fan and you're watching it, and to be fair, you're going through every emotion given the mm -hmm. nature and the timing of when the goals were scored, and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking watching it, but to be on the pitch at that time, when you're looking up at that big board, Ben, and you see the clock, what what is going? Do you start do you start thinking the worst case scenario and and the consequences of not maybe getting your hands on the trophy? See, yeah, I was seeing when obviously it was later on when obviously Josh scored. Um, my, in my mind, it was I thought the game was done, and then obviously we got to go. Then we went the extra time. My mind was on when it got late on again. I thought, oh, where am I going to put my penalty? <laughs> my own head, and then I was cramping up. I was like, oh, and then when we scored, it was just like. Oh, we did because we we didn't we didn't perform to we were we, we didn't play well in the day but a sign of a good team is when you don't play well and you you grind out a result and that um, probably just showed where we were as a club yeah. and as a team round, round about then like we were no never say die kind of attitude and yeah. was and subs coming on scoring the goals is just another testament to our squad that how strong it actually is and subs do make an impact at, the, at this club definitely paul you've played in a lot of those irish cup finals now but what you know, given the build-up and, and how well you've been playing to the Irish Cup final, I spoke to, I think it was Jordan Forsyth and, and, and Philip Laurie mm -hmm. after, right after the game, and they kind of said, you know, in all the cup finals they had played in, they sort of had in their head that it was not going to be a pretty game and you weren't going to be at your best. Is that just the occasion, or was there an element of, with <coughs> the most respect, that Balamina probably weren't expected to win because of how well we had been doing? In the build-up to that, and it was just a free hit for them to go out and really express themselves, and the pressure was probably more on you. No, I think it's down to the individual. To be honest, I don't think you know as a collective you're thinking, "Oh, we're favourites, we're going to stroll yeah. this." It's it's a cup, it's an Irish yeah. Cup final. Yeah. Never mind a normal cup final. I mean, they've beat us twice as well. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you know? absolutely. Yeah. So no, you you can never go in with the attitude of like we're we're either underdogs or we're favourites. It's yeah. Let's just win the game. Let let's let's cross our finishing line we've gone such a long journey we've played all the top teams to reach this level don't throw it away in the last hurdle um and obviously there's been a few there obviously for myself but everyone's the same every cup win's been the same every final's been the same it's uh pure focus on the game at hand there's nothing else that comes into your head it's just putting in a good performance please let the team do well and get over the line and obviously in that one, you're looking at the clock at 89 and going, freak me, we've literally two more minutes to do this. Let's get it into the box. That's Did you think there was going to be another chance? You, you, you've played a lot of football, over 400 games for Crusaders, and you know that you know, so many times 
you know, we've been able to do that and come back and, and get that goal. Did you think there's going to be another champ? In fact, you, you um, was it the, the first goal? Was it your free kick? Did you know it was the winning corner, goal, wasn't it? Corner, it was the, he hit the first corner. one. You hit the corner. Aye, uh, but you know he, what? You never really hit corners, Ty. Oh, no. I was crumpled. <laughs> I was crumpled. So were you on the corners, Ben? I was, was on the corners, but I think, I think it was Great his corner. I think it was just closest man to the ball. Could have been anyone. Just put it so in. Yeah. Just get it it in was a race ball. against time, really. Yeah, and then obviously Tufts flicked it on, didn't he? Well, yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but I, my head was literally like every scenario. Yeah, like I, I thought we'd lost. Yeah, I within the same lost. thought process, I was thinking, we're, we're running out of time, we'll not do this. And the, at the same moment, I'm going, let's do it, let's get another yeah. one in. So every emotion's coming into play and every thought is coming into play in that last minute of the game. And obviously, what what <coughs> led was, was fantastic, Josh getting on the end of it. And, and I think once we scored that, to be fair, actually, yeah. uh, the whole game, the whole scenario changed it was it was all with us and we all felt confident i think that we were going to get the get mm. the winner i'm not sure josh if you've I'm, I'm sure you have you've watched the game back and hopefully all of you have it's it's something that yeah. no not for paul but no you haven't watched the back i watched i watched highlights just the highlights, highlights. Of it. Highlights. i want to add josh's goals mainly on the whole are nine times out of ten from set pieces and you know balls in the box that you get your head and stuff so when, you when you when you watch that goal back i mean the finish is incredible to be fair with his with his foot you know, to put it up that high up, get it in there, pressure's on, come in the back post. What a finish. Johnny's was better, to be fair, Johnny. Oh, Johnny's was We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> no, but uh, the before, I have to give Tuffers a mention there. He done the, the, the jump, the time and the header the, was unbelievable from the from from him. Like, um, But these guys said that they thought it was over. I didn't. I, I always did believe. I'm super, very superstitious. And when the, the lino, the fourth official, put four minutes up, which is my, like, I'm very weird about that number, I came up, I was like, we're going to still do it, like. Gavin, we're going to go on. <laughs> to be fair, that's, that's how I Listen, felt. Listen, if it works, it's No, that's how I felt, and I am really, really superstitious, so, and that's, it worked out, like, so. Was it a perfect scenario for you, Josh, not starting the game, but coming on at the timing of that and scoring the goal? And I don't know, Ben, in your time, has there ever been you know, the support and the cheering and just the whole atmosphere around the fans on that day. It was, it was pretty special, Paul, when you think back to 2019. It wasn't that, and maybe it was the circumstantial around the game, but it was pretty incredible, like, to see that going in. Yeah, it was a massive crowd, obviously, and it was Great the same as, like, a league game. Obviously, when you score last minute, there is a, an atmosphere, yeah. but that atmosphere, whenever both goals went in, was... Yeah. Honestly, it was, it was crazy, and it was, it was... It was a really good feeling, and it was... We deserved it for all the work we put in all, all year and obviously we played to win trophies so to win a trophy last year and the end of the year and a high was obviously a joy for all the work we've Where put in. Where does that rank Ben in terms of your footballing career so far and, and I'm sure you've played in some incredible games but wh where does it rank? Yeah it's up there obviously it, it was, it's been my first final in, in a while and actually it was like a kid I was really nervous and I was overthinking it and all because <laughs> it was my first final in like a while like a serious final so but yeah, I'm, I'm hungry for more now and I want to experience more and obviously I want to do it with all these boys beside me and create more memories for... It shows you what it leads club. to though, going out to Gibraltar, playing yeah, yeah, yeah. and then flying out to it's, Switzerland. It's, it's given me many amazing memories with obviously this, this group and we had some, some right laughs going away and stuff. So yeah, it's hopefully we can do it next year and hopefully it's maybe the, the Champions League final winning the... Win the league, never say never. But you so. did, I, and I remember just leading up to this podcast, coming come to, come to it, you did say last year in the podcast, like, you want to 
Yeah. You yeah. Like your, was it your uncle or your dad? Your yeah, uncle no, won the yeah, Ice Cup? Yeah, I obviously won it. And obviously, for me, I want to come over here and complete the, what, I don't know, if you, if you yeah. complete the whole lot. Obviously, Heats has completed the whole lot or whatever. That's what I want to do. And hopefully, oh, we can do it this year. I want to ask you is just about just sticking with the Irish Cup final and, and lifting the trophy and getting your hands on it. And we've seen the the party atmosphere after leading into the night, probably <laughs> leading into the week, probably for you guys. But in terms of family, and, and I'm sure family members were there. But what what's it like seeing their faces when you when you've done something like that and just putting that into context? Well, see, to be honest, that cup final in the 90th minute. I knew where my wee girl and wee boy were, uh. and I remember saying to myself, and to myself, in the 90th minute, they're not going to get to come on here. Just in the yeah. thought, because yeah. I don't wow. know about And that was a big else. thing that you'd built that up. That was to. a massive yeah. thing, and then a flick of a switch was, let's go. There's still, <laughs> there's still three minutes, there's still three minutes, and that's the, the psyche that goes on in the head. Oh, well, I'm going to throw up. So, well, that's <laughs> no. true, you know what I mean? But then no, when you win it, you bring the kids on, and it's, you know, you're celebrating. It's everything. It's yeah, that, everything. Was my, that was the same as me, really, because yeah. we weren't allowed to walk. Yeah. walk the kids on so that was a bit of a miss and it was something that I thought we, we were going to be able to do but we weren't so to win and bring your son on for me well you're th three dads and that must be a, a special feeling to just be able to because I guess when they get older they, it's always something now that they can look back on and, and sure the moment with achieved. your loved ones is, yeah. it's hard to beat I guess and very emotional like it was yeah. and them photos the photographers who took photos them they got some lovely oh, absolutely. pictures yeah. of the family. I don't know what you sent yeah. a few to me yeah. And so they, they will stay they will still stay in your scrapbook until you and, and on your the day the kids get loads of freebies and they bring them <laughs> home. So like what sort of freebies? Uh, all sorts. Tops, <laughs> scarves, flags. And just I tell them before the game, get as much as you can. I seen the was there was a nice I can't remember whose whose children I seen, but there was like a did they have special t-shirts maybe made or something? Or the, uh, yeah, Decky Decky used to get jumpers with obviously their well, so your number? numbers and Mm -hmm. it, was, it was they were really nice actually and it was they looked apart to be fair definitely josh did you get emotional after that and being able to do that no you were you had some great interviews with the, the blood yeah. running down the face <laughs> and the proper proper warrior stuff of them coming on and and doing that but is it an emotional experience i was i was very emotional um that's something i always wanted and dreamed of to be fair i i, I finished my medals off and if i was to miss out on that chance and not get my was that your first? Your first yeah, I was my first, and just how it went, and, and you were talking about your family, like the, like leaving our parents and our fathers. Or I just want to get my granny or that she didn't get to go, but it was it's it was a whole family thing, and it's that's what you do for is your family, and the, and we were going through emotions. Yeah. Every fan and family were going through mm. emotions. I'm sure they were all down at dumps at the ninetieth well, minute. Listen to you all year, morning, <laughs> the football. You know, make heat. Beautiful squad. You did. Beautiful. You did. How many jobs? Party central. How many jobs? Thirty something. Which is amazing. You listen to you coming home after a bad game. They stick. They take the stick and they travel everywhere to watch you at times and stuff. So to reward them, obviously, like you said. Class. Is it is one for them as well? So, yeah. Just the last note before we conclude on the Irish Cup stuff, but Ben has, in many times where we've maybe done post-match interviews, one of the things that you always bring up is, is probably the importance of Jordan Owens, and he came on that game, and whilst didn't score the goals, he had a big impact when he came on, and it just changed how yeah. Ballymena sort mm. of thought about oh, the game yeah. and how they defended. There was a lot of games for it, do you? I even think we played Dungan here, didn't we, in the quarter-final, yeah, yeah, was it? Quarter and they came on and... Changed the whole game, and that's what Jordan Owens is about. Obviously, he's the legend of the league, and he deserves all the credit he gets. And 
Yeah, and he's, he's going to be a big one for us this year again because when yeah. he comes on the last 15 or starts a game, defenders do just generally drop off and that's the Jordan Owens effect and long may it continue. Johnny McMurray, what a goal. Great finish, great, like, we've we seen them all running towards the, I think it was the BBC <laughs> commentators and you can see those images, but what a moment for him as well. I started out, you know, Johnny's been patient. Great credit to him because he's always a smile on his face, he's always a great ca character in and around the boys and mm -hmm. he probably hasn't played as much as he should have, you know, in my opinion. He's, he's a very, very good player and he's bided his time and I was actually delighted for him because he, he does, he's like a workhorse up there and when he comes on he gives it his all and the strike was phenomenal. So it was a lovely wee way for him personally to, to come on off the bench just like Josh and, and see the win and the celebrations just summed it all up. The togetherness, the, the aura and the, the celebrations were incredible and Paul Lehman I think got squashed <laughs> into the rings. That was funny. <laughs> but I'm yeah, delighted for him. Like I think I've seen an interview his brother came over from Australia. Australia. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all about, and hats off to him. Um, great strike, great finish, and he, he won his Irish Cup. Okay, let's move on to, obviously, you win the Irish Cup, you finish fourth, and you have a, a route into Europe, into the European Games again. I know Josh and Paul have played a few of those, Ben, first time in Europe playing. Yeah. Was it actually? I didn't even realise yeah. that. Yeah. And, and is that, would that be the reason Ben, well, I'll ask Paul and Josh this. What's the first thing that you need when you're going to go on an airplane and European trip? Passport. A passport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big man forgot his passport. Going we'll get from the, we'll get, Swiss. We'll get, we'll get, he didn't forget it, did you? Let's no, talk us through the passport situation, Ben. <laughs> big fan, big fan. We, we get told about, uh, it was lunch or something, bring your passport down, and obviously here's me. Forgot to bring it down first. Went back up after my food, walked into the room, <laughs> Just went into my bag, nothing there. Me and Hegsy literally tipped the room upside down. Wasn't there. My head was away, I was confused. I was panicking. Then I went down and the gaffer was having a chat with me and Jude or whatever about whatever the game and goes to Barney, Barney. Lost my path for me. She says, ah, don't worry, don't worry, you still get home. So then half an hour before we're leaving before the game, Barney rings me and goes, ah, you might have to stay to Monday. I went, what? <laughs> and that's when my head actually I actually started, because we were having a game of poker, weren't we? And that's when it started, like... And this is before the game? Before the game, I was about, about to leave. I was like, oh, that's my pit started sweating in. And we always had food before we left. And Barney, what a man. He, he sorted me right out. And you know, Bar Barney's, Barney's me a man. Does anything for you, so... He does, I absolutely. I've been up to get home and clean this bed of Monday. <laughs> me in Switzerland by myself would have been hell. To be, to be fair, Gary Thompson had already volunteered himself that he was going to stay with you. And I think the few were planning to stay. Oh, hey, was we're, we're, uh, we're going to pretend Ronald it was not a, early flight home. It was no, a fake we'll stag or something. <laughs> <laughs> free accommodation, free hotel. You can all stay. Well, I got home, thank God. Talk us about the, the first game out in Gibraltar because some serious heat, some tough conditions and actually a really good team. I wasn't there. Uh, oh, you weren't there. I freaked me. I wasn't there. I got Were you not? Oh, well, that's me. That's your call. Call. Like, yep, just where, where were you, Josh? <laughs> where were you? Where were you, Josh? Is that a fine? We're over the fine situation. Where were you, Josh? Take the fifth, Josh, and we'll talk no, about that's it after. <coughs> that's football. I was one that so high next yep. minute. I we just got injured before. Was so just a training session? Yeah, and out for a few weeks. Very disappointing. So the whole build-up to getting back, playing the European games, and then you get injured, that's... The, the small killed margins me. in football. It killed me, but so I decided to be for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> to get your head. Yeah, 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 sort of head out, you know. Fair enough. 
Paul, what was the game like out there against uh, FC Bruno's? Uh, it was tough. I mean, we were back in two weeks, and it was a week and a half of that was a running session. Mm. So, you know, it's, but it has to be done because yeah. you're off for five weeks. You have no choice but to get the foundations in place, and the foundations are the fitness, the, just <coughs> the horrible running and sprints and long distance and everything you can possibly fit into a two-week program. Mm. Um, going down to Dublin, didn't we? Stay <coughs> friggin' no, three hours from was, was, was that? that no, was both. Menu. Oh, no, it oh, wasn't, sorry. No, it wasn't. Oh, that's sorry. Right. You're right. We flew, to, <laughs> we flew to London. Stayed in London for the night, then flew to um, Gibraltar, and then from Gibraltar back to Manchester, then to Belfast again. Um, but it was tough going. You know, it was the heat was unbelievable, but the mm. wind was mental. You're mm. outside an airport, and the pitch was an old 3G pitch really sticky, really dry. And I don't think the boys were prepared for that. And I think, in fairness to a lot of our boys, a few of them are new to that, hadn't much experience in Europe. So That's what I'm I saying. think I it was a wake-up call. I have been here like a full season already because, you know, pre-season you're playing, it's not serious games, where the last number yeah. of weeks have been serious games. And you, it must stand you in good stead. And again, no disrespect, but Paul, you've been here playing pre-season games against lesser opposition because you obviously can't play teams in your league during pre-season. But surely that will stand you in good stead now moving in towards the new season where you've had this really difficult competitive games before we take on Dungannon on, on Saturday. Yeah, there's there's pros and cons to it all because your main ambition is to hit Europe. And our main ambition is not only to hit Europe, but get through to the next round. Yeah. And if you get through to the next round, your preseason's gone. Yeah. Now that's great for thirteen players of the team, but yes. it's not good for, for the other players. Yeah. So it's it's a bittersweet moment, but yeah. it's compulsory for the club and its success. I mean, we knew after the poor result out there in Gibraltar, it was an uh, it was imperative that we got the result at home, and thank goodness we managed to do that. But it, it took all our effort and might to get that done, and it was a big ask because. You know, we've done it in the past, obviously going back the last 10 years, we've gone out to, we've got a good result at home and flown out to Lavadia Town in Estonia, who were major favourites against us, and we managed to hold them, the 1-1 draw, took a lead in five minutes out there and killed the game. Same with Akranis out in Lithuania. Loads of examples of that, so, I mean, we were on the flip side of that yeah. against the Gibraltar team because we were considered favourites and we didn't do well in the first leg, so massive pressure put on us and... It's all about how you how you respond to that, but it sets up a perfect tie to go and get your fitness up against the Basel side. Like, and there's no better fitness than that. Ben, you returned for the home leg then against in, against the Gibraltar team. How did you find that, and what did you make of that that occasion in particular? You know, a, a European game here at Seaview. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. As, as, as again, the atmosphere was brilliant, and obviously we knew we had to get a result and get a good result. And no better man than Billy Joe to step up. Uh, mm. With a finish near the end, um, but yeah, the atmosphere when that goal went down was was unbelievable, and and we deserved it. I thought we put it right up to him from the start, and I think that was again Jordan Owens that started the game and played really well and helped us pin them back and that set the tone. And once that goal went in, it was it was unbelievable. And to know we were going to play a team like Basel in the next two games is was an even better feeling and an unbelievable experience. Yeah, Paul, you're now joint top goal scorer in Europe with six goals and you share that accolade with, with Jordan Owens. Ben, that's a that's that's a number you can chase. Six, how many games, how many games have they played? <laughs> I'd say about 18. I'm not sure actually how many games in total has there been about that much? 18 to 20, I 
with six goals, just some of the other players. Chris Hegarty's got one, Jude Winchester's now got one, Billy Joe Burns has now got two, Jordan Forsyth's got two, Philip Laurie two. And as I say, Jordan Owens has, has got six goals. Also and if you gave me the Wolves one, I'd move ahead, like, you know what I mean? Well, nice, mate. Nice. I was going to say we might have included it, but you I didn't, didn't think Marshall would have, would, have, <laughs> would have included it. It was clear as day in OG, so I'm not sure. But that obviously tees up, Josh, a match against FC Basel. And what an experience. I know just being there, being, being out there, seeing the stadium, seeing the just everything about it. But that's... That's a moment, surely, that you'll look back on and say, wow, you know, we talk, Paul, we still talk about Wolves and Fulham and all of those games, but that's got to be right up there. Yeah, nice for, nice. I, I knew I wasn't going to be involved in playing, but the quite darn experience with the team, it was nice. <coughs> lovely, lovely city um, and lovely club. The, they were very, very nice to us. And I, f I was glad to get two of their tops because you'll never have a chance to get play with them. So. You took two and some boys got nothing. I went out and stood outside the change room like a wee boy <laughs> for a as well. But yeah, um, great experience for the boys and that will forever stay in our memories. And that's what when the Ice Cup score and getting them chances. So I think the biggest well. the biggest comment to us is we actually walked away playing Basel away at third round, a slight disappointed. That we didn't get that we didn't we didn't get a goal coming away. So we had to come back here two one. Because we did, we 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 steamrolled them in the last 15, like when we created chances. And to get a goal over there would have been unbelievable to come back here with just a one goal deficit. And obviously, we had chances. I had a chance two minutes in the home leg that probably should have scored. And then, obviously, the Johnny oh, yeah. McMurray oh, chance oh, as well. So, it, it was a big compliment to us how well we done. And I think we could, the result could have been a bit, bit better in the end. If, if just out there, there's obviously a, a particular game plan set up. Paul, Paul Healy is going to be sitting in a lot he's going to be up and down that channel as too was Ross Clark Ben Kennedy was sort of a false nine you were the furthest man forward but it wasn't a set up there and, and, and you know you, you really had the lead from the front how difficult was it and, and again those conditions but you know what's coming you know you're facing a team that's going to have a lot of the ball is a lot of that in the mind and focused and being determined to, to go and press at the right times Credit to the staff for setting us up like that and I've been in European games where we haven't really been Set up, set up, and we've went toe to toe, maybe. Aye, and then end up getting found out. Um, but glad they were like they get a draw here and all is quality, and fair play to the boys. They they done their jobs really well. Um, to be fair, it's bread and butter now. We know like what we did against Basel. We know if we're gonna come up against. For mm -hmm. winning one 0 away to like Lauren who like to pass it a lot. We know for 10, 15 minutes in just to. Drop off and so there are lessons you feel yeah. will be learned from those games. We do that. For, we do that throughout the year against when we're in good situations. To be to be fair, and we, it's just good to know that every one day eleven, we all know we all know our jobs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And as Robbie says, play from our ship. So we're, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> what a boring guy. Gaffer yeah. says that though. What do you say? What a what boring, boring guy. guy. <laughs> you know he's my he's my partner in crime, so he isn't a fan. <laughs> Robbie, we're wealth of experience and has played some big games, but it it just it does go to show you know we got we got them here we you know we I'm sure playing on the pitch and you see their fans and and you know how they're just ultra supporters mm. and, and a massive club I know they're playing tonight I think they were winning I'm not sure what they, they finished against Bromby in the next Sorry. round but it was a special game Paul to be involved in I'm sure where does it rank for you in in those games in terms of result as well and Phil got B three 0 Yes, we did. Yeah, knew that one. Good man, Phil. 
Uh, that just shows um, you our result because yeah. they're, they're in the same league, aren't they? Yeah, I think they've I think they've won the league, Zurich. But yeah, um, but yeah, they're in the they're in the same league. Mm-hmm. Where does it stand for you, Heats? Oh, Basel, Basel won in pens. The one oh, so through the next round. Well, good. Oh, happy days. For me, I'm probably a bit more different because I've been blessed to play against Rosenberg, Copenhagen, oh, wow, yeah. Ludogorets, Wolves. You know. Nice. Levadia Talon. But getting the draw, you know, is that? I get the draw, but we've, we've, we've done other things better. Yeah. Estonia had win. Uh, when Estonia was incredible, but, you know, there's been moments. I, I was disappointed. That's the truth. I wasn't, shouldn't say this probably, but I wasn't overly impressed by Basel. Their, their history and their, their, their stature as a club, yes, but their current squad, I didn't think they were too many levels ahead of us. In God's honest truth, and we went away disappointed. Yeah, and that speaks absolute volumes. We also mm. performance absolutely up there with the best, but against the prestige of Basel, without disrespecting them, for me, there's been bigger. Fair enough. Go ahead. Hit. I want to look forward now, as we're you know just two days away from the new season started. We, we've talked a bit about pre-season and a lot of teams have have strengthened the game, and you know. You know, I, I hear a lot of podcasts during the week and at this time of the year now and people are giving their predictions about where teams are going to finish and that's all well and good. But everybody don't can't everybody, us, everybody, everybody can't win the league. Everybody can't finish second. Everybody can't finish third. And where where do you see the season? And, and, and I know I'm not gonna ask you I'm not gonna ask you to, for predictions or anything. No, you ask but, but we'll tell you a lot. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> I, <laughs> I wouldn't ask. But but what is the expectation from you guys for going into this new season? And, and, and I know you can't think too far ahead and it would be wrong to do so, but starting with Dungannon on Saturday, but what are the expectations for this season? It will be a roller coaster. Like every season, we will have our bad games. Like every team will in the league, um, we will get beat probably by teams, or well, hopefully not, but everyone in this league beats each other and I think it's going to be another tight between four or five teams, me personally. Because everyone's going to beat each other, and I think it's going to come down that final split. Final, yeah, final five was the five games we played in the split. Yeah, I think it's going to come that, down to the final five games. When you look back at last season and we've got some of the results, some of the very small margins in games. You know, when I met with you three last time, we were I think it was on the back of the was it the Glenavon defeat maybe, and there was a controversy around Robbie Weir getting sent off, and we talked mm-hmm. about small margins and so forth. The game, yeah. but even though the Balmino one wasn't it, which you'd get sent off. No, it was Glenn Torn, and we oh, should Glenn have. Torn. Remember the penalty 100%. as well? Yeah. The, the fifth minute. Oh, freak me. I'll not mention them. People with a whistle. Oh. <laughs> 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 we'll, keep the, we'll keep the fines down, yeah, definitely, we'll for, the, for sure. But, but it, is, it is small margins and, and moving into the new season. Is there lessons to be learned from all of those results, or is it just you're going to have to put it behind you and start again? No, we'll learn from it, definitely. Um, an aim for us will probably, if we're, when we're not playing well, try and get a result. Um, we seem to. <coughs> When we play well, we get the result, but if we don't play well, we kind of aren't in the game. So a big thing for us will be not playing well and hopefully get a result and picking up three points. Um, and our, our aim is definitely to be better in fourth, obviously. Um, I, I, I would like to aim for top two and hopefully be in the split with a fighting chance. That would be my aim. The quality is definitely there, Ben, for, for all to see. You know, we've added now Rory McEwen and, and Dean Abbey that will come in and, and add more stiff competition. F- for you, 
and, and looking at that, is there a lot of just grinding out, as Josh says, grinding out results, just trying to, if you can't win the game, don't lose it? Yeah, that's what I said. And I think, I think that last year we we scored quite a few late goals, I think, mm-hmm. last year. And that's down to obviously staying in the game. What we said about the defence earlier, we always, we're hard to beat. But as I said, we do get a lot of chances. And I think last year we did throw away, me, me myself personally as well, like some good chances. And hopefully this is this is this year we can put them away, and I think that could be the difference. But like he said earlier, the COVID. I think we had two hits of COVID last year. Yeah. We had a few decisions that might have went against us one the day they shouldn't have been. Um, but as I said, once we hit the split, we were the we were the top top team on form. We we, we no one could beat us. So we just need to do that. I feel we sometimes perform better against the bigger teams. And then on a Tuesday night at Carrick, sometimes we, we, we struggle, and that's something I think we need to aim to like to the Carricks, no disrespect to anything, like make sure we get nine points yeah. throughout the season against them sort of teams, and that'll lead you, because the other big teams will drop points against them types of teams, so we just need to aim to win, obviously win every week, because that's, that's, that's the main thing, obviously. Josh, how difficult is this season going to be, given the, what other teams have done in the, in the transfer market and given the, the level of quality that now you know, we're seeing players coming in from League of Ireland and from England and so forth? That, how do you see this panning out and, and how difficult is it going to be? I think it will be very difficult. Every team has strength really well. Um, but we're up for the challenge. And the likes of Lenfield have done really well in the market um, compared like that last year. They weren't very. I don't think Did they were very. Did you play for <laughs> I don't think they were very strong last year. For Credit Demons, they won the league. Um, Cliffville will be very, very difficult. Mm. We've disc- I think we went over that one. <laughs> we'll not go back again. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, um, yeah. And I have to give Glentorn obviously the players they have. It will be very difficult and. The gaffer and staff will want to go to certain grounds have to set up different ways and, and we'll have to be up to that task. If we're not, then we'll have to be. We'll, we'll be up there and we're very hungry players. Um, you can see it from our training recently and our performances. Um, we're, I think we're definitely up for the task like, to do really well. Paul, do you want to harp on to this again? Because I did, we did talk about it last year. You're now 35. What, what, <laughs> what, what drives the hunger and, and was the results of last season the Irish Cup win going away in these European games does that just give you added motivation and because we've seen you coming on on Saturday again and and change the game and in minutes what what keeps the hunger within Paul Healy uh to be honest the 200 goals right so I think I'm on 192 Gavin you said 180 we'll not talk about it <laughs> um yeah big focus for me I know it's probably a wee bit selfish but before retire, I would love to hit that 200 mark um, you say you're retiring every year. I'm retiring no, last year, last year. He's the fittest player in the squad. This man's out. Have, have you ever heard of this in your life? This man's out. When you've seen him coming on last week, Ben, he shouldn't be even uh, saying the R word, should he? He, he can't be retiring for, no I don't way. know how long, you wouldn't put a number on it. But you, I mean, I've seen, I mean the energy levels, but in all seriousness. I don't know how, I mean, he just gets, keeps getting quicker. I don't know. I think I said last year, the man's a legend. He, and yeah. His hunger he shows and in training, he is, he's probably our fittest player and most, most athletic player. Um, and he gives a lot to our team. Yeah. We need Paul Whiteley in our team. I did say it last year, he is a legend and this man has more to give. When he goes on, I hope, is he... 192? 
he has to, he has to be hitting two hundred plus this year. So well, it's only eight. You know, two hundred plus in the season or two hundred plus this season. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but and he he'll be he'll be he'll have that target. No, I know and the way this man goes about his job, he'll have that in his head, and no doubt he'll get he'll get it. There's nothing wrong with having that wee sort of you know personal target, you know. But like as we all say, we would sacrifice personal glory for the team. I would happily sacrifice ever scoring again as long as we go in the league. But, you know, you do set yourself in. I set myself in my targets. I know other boys, Benji, you don't like setting them. Um, but just, I think, having reached that so close, it, it, it plays in my head. So it would be nice, personally, to hit it. If I don't, no big deal. But, yeah, we'll certainly see how this season goes and hopefully the legs and stuff hold up because these boys... <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, he's these re he's returned himself oh, yeah. already at the end of the year. Here, you can't oh. defy age. You know what I mean? If you're 35, you're 35. You know, you, you take it year at a time. I'm not, you know... Doubles the testimonials of yours. <laughs> 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 20 years at the club. We all set targets and I'm... What about the second highest... Clean sheets. Well, in, in the state of action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Did he bring that stamina for himself? No, but I do, but I do. I, and I look to, what's what's the top one? What's the I can't remember. One? I don't remember. It was, so it was be, 20 but, last season. But, but, but that's the thing. I mean, being a defender, in fairness to Josh, and I'm sure the rest of the defenders, that's that's probably what we'll get. After secondary to the result on a Saturday, you look at, did we keep? Mm -hmm. did we concede? Yeah, that, yeah. That's a big thing. But, I, but hopefully... We will do better this year because it's my first year playing with Tuffers, and I built that connection. It's very, very difficult. And thankfully, we did well this season. Tuffers was I had to give him a shout. He was fantastic. He was close to. Oh, he was unreal. What about Tuffers. the save? Just going back, Eric. What about the save against Cliftonville in the, the semi-final? Oh from wow! Tuffers, like, I mean, it was. Was that the one v one? Yeah. yeah. See, to be fair, Tuffers like throughout last year, one v ones, even Glenavon. I remember one v one as well. The there was final, about, it was easily about. Half a dozen. Yeah. Incredible 1v1 stops that he did. So he was incredible last season. Yeah, and the likes of me and Dan playing together, me and Chris Hegarty, um, getting to know the back four and working with them, we, uh, we certainly will get better, I, I believe. And there's a stronger unit there. And the unit, our team has got better and better. Can, Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Oh, Jesus. Is that right? Camaraderie. Wow, I said a big word. And, uh, <laughs> no, but it definitely all builds up to a better season. Fingers crossed. That's weird. Ben Kennedy. Ben Kennedy. So let's, let, let's go on that before we wrap up. But we're, whilst we're singing Ben Kennedy songs, somebody did ask and... I think it was um, one of our fellow podcast guys asked about requests and so forth on the guitar, but I want to ask where this celebration came from. <laughs> and, that, and it leads me on to maybe different celebrations that we're going to see throughout this year, Paul. Maybe some forward rolls with the wee magic gloves on in the middle of <laughs> December. The gloves are on, the short sleeve t-shirt, which I can't understand. But Listen, I know, I'm going to clear that up. It's only gloves with a short sleeve t-shirt because Frankie won't give me a long sleeve t-shirt. <laughs> Frankie is the worst kept man ever. <laughs> Nah, no, credit no, to the backroom staff. Um, yeah, and saying about us being as a team, we have to give the the backroom staff a big shout out, like Suzanne Hamilton, Cable, Branch, Jane, and Bean. I know, but just I want to, I forgot them because I, I knew they were in my head. I want to, they do so much for this club. They do, sort of Frankie and Roy and everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole lot. Yeah, no. I, I spoke to Stephen at the end of the last podcast, the last last season, and. 
And I guess when you're on the outside looking in, you think, yes, they've got their wee rules. But when you're away, you know, and I, I had the luxury of being away with you, and you see all the work that goes in and the different rules that everybody has, that, that's important. And, and I know one of the, the, the special relationships that I can see is, you know, Charlie Murphy and the relationship he has with yeah. players and so forth. But it, it is a point to cover, Josh. Absolutely. Um, Charlie Murphy, I think I actually done an Instagram about him. Like, he just... And he, he's going through a hard time. He's been through his family and stuff and credit the man. He's always our week in, week out. With yeah. smile on his face. With smile on his face. He is the most, and I'm glad to have him here at the club. He means he gives us a wee boost. And, yeah. and he's good looking. Good looking. He, <laughs> no, he's, he's such a lovely fella. And he means a lot to this club. And that's why Gaffer has him in. And spiritually, they all need him. He puts an arm around everyone. And he means a lot to us. And... Same goes to Suzanne. If I don't get a rub off Suzanne, I'm near crying. But that's so. No. Same with same with a lot of players. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what Josh said, right? Like with fans, they they probably only see the likes of Spiritsy, the gaffer, and us players. But what goes on throughout the week and the things that happen to get us boys fit and stuff from the medical team and Frankie and Roy and we can the sweetie man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's my personal coffee man on the match day, honestly. I, I can't live without him. <laughs> but yeah, the work they do throughout the week, and it's just unbelievable. And, and I guess they, that's they what makes it all tick. Credit, yeah. Ben, that's what makes it all tick. You got it's, it's like a, an extended family in some way, and you, you all have to have. We all have banter together. We all have banter with Frankie, Roy, everyone. Match days, everyone. Frankie gets a pizza joke and loves it. <laughs> oh, has chicken wings up his up his face and everything. But, we all banter each other, we all, we're all a one big unit and mm. the work that goes on during the week here from the staff is, is, is unbelievable and it helps us perform, it does help us perform on a, on a Saturday. 100%. Before we move on to my original question about the goal celebrations, just whilst we're on the staff, the introduction of Peter Thompson who's came in over the last few weeks, how's he settling in and, and, and how he's getting on with that? Yeah, he's been brilliant hasn't he? He's been really good, good banter, breath of fresh air yeah. in my opinion anyway. Um, Really down to earth guy, full of smiles, great character, and he's just he's, he's selling it so well. It's like he's already part of family. So hopefully he feels the same way. It's reciprocated, and he's he's finding himself settling in and getting to know the the character of the players and the staff. And his training sessions are really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, again, it's a lovely wee mix now, and you know you've got a different sort of um, vision yeah. on the on the on the training pitch, and and it's hopefully we're going to feel massive difference. Yeah, um, I got to chat down for the week. Um, he's delighted to be here and he's and I'm buzzing he's here, his session has been great. And fair play to Gaffer, he's picked well, he's getting someone else in new and we needed it and the gaffer seen that and hopefully that again helps us as he's as said. Absolutely, in a pretty easy spell coming in for the Basel game. <laughs> the home game, so nice to get settled in there. So yes, Ben, let's bring it back to the guitar celebration where that originally came from and, and are we going to see that again next season? Uh, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> or get anything else up your sleeve? Saxophone or something? <laughs> 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 no, it happened uh, there was just a few weeks in a row where uh, Shawnee Oaks was uh, one was played ping pong and then the last one was before I think it was a team night out they sort of said oh, go on, just dance and play the guitar and then I scored and obviously like you say you're superstitious mm. when you score and you're doing well I like to to keep keep it going. I like to keep the things that I do on the match day <laughs> sort of the same. 
But and it's I, really it's really caught on, hasn't it? I mean, not just within the club, but you know, external media stuff and this guitar thing is really it's really caught no, on. No, I did I had people come up to me and say like, Oh, my son's playing rugby and he's he's did a try and he's played the guitar and stuff and all. So it, it it's good and I just I just like to keep I, I like to keep it the same. If I'm doing well, I'll continue to do it. So hopefully I can start the season strong, I'll continue to do it. But if I had a dark patch <laughs> something, 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 something's got to change. Something's got to give me a new idea or something. But is there is there a room for your any more in your band? Any more other instruments, Paul? That maybe we can. I he just played it with me a few times. You I, know, I did play. Yeah. I, I played <laughs> Avon, then Avon, and at night he, he gave me the whole. Yeah, banjo. It was more he of a banjo. Yeah. But I, I would like to introduce a triangle. How's <laughs> that celebration going to go? Can't wait to see it. Oh, is it? Is it not that one? Looking so forward. So think about this. We'll, we'll, we'll get the triangle, and then we might, if we, if we. No, take it to a new our musician to another level. We might get a singer with a corner flag. <laughs> it would be pretty. This is my this is my vision. I would quite like to see a, a group band goal celebration with Ben as lead guitar. Some somebody on the drums. Anyway, that's enough of that. But it'd be nice to see starting on Saturday with some nice goal celebrations. Anybody else got any nice goal celebrations? Josh. You must plenty of time. He like kicks kicks and all. Kicks things. Glen Clifton Glenville. 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 He kicked the rail. The blood rushes in my head where these boys score every week, so they're used to they're fine. But I just I like chickens. Yeah. I like chickens, we chicken. Oh, chicken Yeah, I'll think of something else. I like BJ. Oh, BJ Billy, oh my. Uh, that, 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 uh, I, I Conor McGregor stamp <laughs> he's got. Oh I, don't, I don't even want to speak about him. I actually, I actually like it. I actually like Because the goals they score are actually, ridiculous. you know, they're not tapping. They're actually no. all ridiculous. And the pull out that, I, that's the first time I saw Klimble when he scored that there cracker and he just snapped the middle bits. I was like, what's going on? Oh, what a goal that what was, man. <laughs> he can do what he wants after yeah. that. He, can, he certainly knows how to, to score a good goal. Um, some of the, the questions that's come in from, from our fans is, the worst person to room with and why on a European trip? Oh, that's a hard one. I have to say, my roomie was wow, okay. Eggsy. Chris Hegarty. I think when we both went to Herbert room to show we were a bit iffy, but I think... Why? We, oh, why? So you just, you know... Were you at the double bed the same? No, the first night we were in a double bed, sure. Nice. Now, what was that? Is that Dublin? Dublin? They don't even sleep, they were like stuck to each other. We, we actually turned the lights off and they started like, no, like, oh. we started having chats and everyone looked at each other and just went, <laughs> we're not sleeping, are we? <laughs> no. It was an early no. start. But oh, Eggsy was, uh, was a good laugh. Um, but that was all, that's my first trip. So if I was to get another trip, I wouldn't say no to the Eggsy again. So. Is there anybody between us now, and we'll exclude this from the... We'll I think no one would ever want a room with Josh. <laughs> Can we not pick somebody else since he's here? Well, look, Can everyone we... has a stigma. Do you know what? Paul Healy's farts are different level. So... I don't know if I can live with his farts. I don't Listen, know. Josh, I have been up. stitched up. Philly, Laurie and Daniel Lorma ah. have stitched me from day one around this. They are the smelliest boys <laughs> in the team. And everyone blames me. It's an absolute farce. But Ross Clark has an awful reputation. But I've roomed with Ross four in a row and the Ross has actually been sound. But he's a wee bit creepy because he doesn't sleep. So you wake up at three in the morning and Ross is sitting up there like, he's just sitting there Eyes watching his, his, his iPad or something and it's, but no, nah. so he gets an, on, an unfair reputation on that, but I don't think anyone's really got a, a bad roommate, like. I think everyone gets on. Uh, a few people in like, Every, everyone, 
Yeah. 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 Yeah
the fans that were there in those European games get them in for the Dungannon game starting yeah. this week. Yeah. Well, my biggest thing was I looked up. I think it was Basel when we were getting one 0 here, and I looked around and it was they were singing the stand up for the Hatchet Men, and I like looked from that corner to the far corner where all our fans were, and literally everyone was on their feet. And I've never, from my year last two years, I've never really saw that yeah. like full capacity stand up for the Hatchet Men song, and then five minutes later we scored a goal. And I was just like, oh, for me, I was, I was, I took that in. I was like a breathtaking. I was like, oh, I actually saw, saw it like that, and I, and I, I really enjoyed it. Actually, really enjoyed it. I thought it actually spurred us on to, you know, get a goal, and our fans deserved a goal that, that night, definitely. Yeah, I think we we need our fans, and I think our fan base, our fan base, our fan base is growing. That's good to see, and the more fans we get in, the comes results as well, doesn't it? Yeah. No one wants to see come watch a team doing. Doing rubbish, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, but it, but it all, there is an element of you know going through that period, and, and especially as you said, you know sometimes when you when you're getting beat through, you may have got struck on the counter or just a you know. Every team is going to create chances against everybody. That's just the way that football works. Yeah. But you know if you do happen to go a goal down, that when the fans can get behind you and actually does it spur you on? Does it does it really lift you again to go? Yeah, I look back at the three league titles and. I can honestly say, especially the last two, I don't remember a quiet game like. Yeah. You know, the supporters were unbelievable. And again, you know, you hate to mention COVID all the time, but it was such a hindrance over the last few years. And, you know, people have to look after their, their family and their health first. And I think that's been a big part of society in the last couple of years. People have sort of stayed indoors. They've not gone away. They've not attended their social events. And, and football's taken the, the burden of that as well. So... Fingers crossed, as Josh says, we're past all that. Let's get the crowd back in. Let's get the loud noise coming from Seaview again and get to, get the support behind the players because we generally have the greatest supporters yeah. in, the, in the league. And they're, we're, we're, we're incredibly humble, humble bad. You know, they give us so much support individually as well. Like, unbelievable backing, even if we do something maybe a bit poor. You know, when you're walking out in the street or someone calls into your work and... There's so many of them out there, it's incredible. So we just want to see them all at the game and, and everything goes in tandem, like Ben says. It, it goes with results. And we get results, we get more support. We get more support, we get better results. So hopefully... And it's a relationship, Ben, isn't it? It's that relationship of, of not taking them for granted. But I guess from a supporter's point of view, the very minimum that, that we want to see is, is players working for the badge, playing for the badge and, and giving their all. They don't realise. So it was 1-0 here last five minutes playing against Linfield, for example, or whatever. It, when they're making noise, 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 and we're all, you know, leggy and things, they don't realise when they're loud, it get, does give us an extra bit of, you know, energy and, like, yeah. push each, push, we pushes us on a bit. And, and, and it can turn the game, you know, yeah. even the away supporter, even the lights in field at, at Seaview, they hear the noise in the last five minutes, whether they're winning or drawing or what. Last five minutes, the, the crowd make the yeah. noise and Linfield feel that wee bit of pressure yeah. and we're starting to attack. Yeah. It can be a real game changer for us. So, I mean, we absolutely adore the fans being here and they're fantastic. Yeah. Let's increase it even more and let's get the results we'll to coincide with We'll conclude on the, the football inside in terms of wrapping up the, the season. It's been, I, I guess, when you think about it all and you, you see the results and getting in that European spot, well, winning silverware in a very competitive league and teams with, with 
bigger budgets than ours. It was a it was an incredible season, and it was a, it was a real privilege to watch all of you at different times creating some magic moments. All three of you, honestly, were were outstanding for the team. I want to just before we wrap up, I just want to ask you a wee bit about life outside of football and and how that looks. And I know we, I mentioned earlier that. All three of you are dads and, and, and role models, not only to the supporters in here and people who come to watch, but what does life look like outside of, outside of Crusaders and outside of Seaview? Benji? <laughs> well, yeah, at the minute I'm just obviously my little man, like you said, I have a son and I'm obviously, I don't, like the other boys come to football and go to work, well I don't, I just obviously play football, so I have a lot of time to spend and I'm fortunate enough to be in this situation where I can spend days and these summer days with my son and it's how nice is that band from oh yeah I'm, I'm i'm blessed i'm 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 i couldn't wish wish for anything else and i play with my little man and days like this do you know what i mean same as obviously josh we were, we were lucky enough to go out during the day while we're there at work and to enjoy the good weather and but you yeah, had to spend time with your child growing up is 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 nothing better and but yeah it's just Living a happy life and enjoying football. So, yeah. Are we going to see a Kennedy in the back of his shirt? Is he a football person or <laughs> a bit young to tell? You know, uh, he's a bit young. He's getting there. He's in, he enjoys it, um, but he's, he's he's still in his diggers and every, <laughs> everything else and the monster trucks and stuff. But they're pretty cool. But Heats Heats didn't come on the scene. I don't think the twenty one or something did he? he played football. Twenty three. Twenty three didn't stop playing. So he's he's got something's got plenty of time to be a Paul Heat leader. Absolutely. Well, he's he's definitely got the best. Him higher. Well, two hundred goals. Two hundred goals. I go higher than that. Well, we wish him all the very best of luck. He's got a very good role model to look up to and. And that's that's great for him. So, Josh, you do a bit of coaching as well outside of the football. Spend a lot yeah. of time with kids and developing their skills. And I know it's with Andy Mitchell. Yeah, very lucky to to have a wee business coaching. Um, I'm delighted. Uh, it's, it's it's what I do with football. It's still staying in the game. Um, I've got a nine to five job in the office, so lucky that way. And it's very short hours, so I have a lot of time, as Benji says, with the wee one. Um, which is great, you know, and good family time, yeah. Um, yeah, lucky, lucky, lucky. Um, does, does the coaching side help you from your own game and your own, you know, talking about football, helping show about football and, and, and training those kids? Is it is it nice to...? Oh, it's just a, it's, it's a great thing to give, give advice to kids and help them, and you get a good... You get a good, um, what's the saying? Satisfaction just from satisfaction from it, yeah. It's it's one of the nicest things ever when you see kids smiling and making new friends. Football's massive in my life and to give back is fantastic and hopefully can continue. That's a big thing as well, even outside of playing at different levels, but what football can do. Because mm -hmm. even as we sit around this table now, you know, if it wasn't for football, you may never know each other and the connections and the relationships that football can open. I, I would struggle. I think I would struggle. It's a great release of energy and if you're down some days to come here and have a mess about with, a mess about with lads in the change room, train a wee bit, it's I miss it, John, it? very thankful, very grateful and what a, what a great place to do it. You know. Perfect, good man. Paul? Rolling up for 69 kids. <laughs> what does football, outside of football, life triangle. look like? Triangle. <laughs> and the triangle. Trip me. In my house, there's more than the triangle, lad. There's friggin' drums. There's, <laughs> there's a stand on keyboard. There's all sorts. Obviously, I have the four. Um, so, yeah, I'm, a, I'm never mind nine to five. I'm eight to five I'm a, with my business. And 
Um, we shout out to you, look at a wee shout Oh, SFG, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah, so look here, four kids ranging from flipping 15 to 10 months. The 10 month has a, an allergy to egg and dairy at the moment, so wow. just scratching the face of herself. So I'm literally, obviously, like yesterday, football training in the morning, went straight into work, came home and had a water fight with the kids. Oh, yeah. And I, I won, like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Competitive. But, wow, what a water fight. So, look, that's, that's, to me, that's the dream day because, you know, you're getting all three things there. You're getting your football, your passion, your work, passion, and your kids, which is your life. So, um, absolutely incredible. And that's, that's my day and night. So, pretty, pretty, pretty full, full on. on but are we, are we imagine, though, with Hicks' testimonial dinner and I've seen his mum and dad speak, that was... Um, that was very emotional, like in class and fair play, like, and that's what it's all about. And yeah, we'll not, we'll not embarrass him too much. But Ian and I, when one night when you were training, we went to see your your mum and dad, and your mum sat down and, and and I asked her a few questions, and she was genuinely and and when you know I know it's all fun and banter, but when you look at someone genuinely seeing how proud she was of of what you've achieved in football and probably all the sacrifices that they had to go through and, and taking you to football and doing yeah, all those flip. I remember my mum when I was between eight and. 8 and 13, going to Coventry City, School of Excellence, Leeds, Leicester. She, uh, she literally drove me around the country. Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, while still doing, playing the football with the local team. So, look, it's, everything's about your family, like in my life anyway, and I'm sure the rest of the boys are the same. So, football does come a very close second, like, but it does come second after family, and everything you look to achieve once you become a father is, is for your children. and. Irish Cup, you want you want to win the game, primarily to celebrate with your kids. Yeah, I know that's ridiculous, no. but it's quite true. And you know, then you get to go to Europe and fill the scrapbook for the kids to look back on. And you know, even the Irish Cup final, I had my two in the in the photo, and obviously mm. in, in behind Tufts with the champagne, and I'm holding their heads, and they'll look back at that as they grow up and 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 ask about that and be able to say, look, we were there, and it was a great memory. And so, yeah, that's what it's all about. Boys, thank, thank you very you much indeed. It's been well, absolutely nice. super. It's great talking to you. Cruises! Come on, Cruises. We look, we look forward to a new season starting in a couple of days' time. It would be great to <laughs> kick it all off this time next year. We'll get you back on the podcast. All being well. As Leeds champions. Never lost a game. Boys, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.